This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom. The end, Kat Saris. How you doing? <laughs> I want to just have that background noise all the time. Whenever I say my name, I just want that cheering. It's like, it's so cool. I love it. Thank you, Frank. Um, <laughs> I am doing great, Mark. Thank you. Very good. And we're excited to be here <laughs> talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock. I got a bunch of calls about last week's show. Nice. Uh, if you want to ask us a question about mortgages, commercial, residential, real estate, Give us a call. My app number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Dan? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here every week to keep you informed. We're the only real estate show in town, and you need to know the real estate market's fine. It's booming along, despite everything else. But the media don't talk about it. They only talk about bad news. We don't. We talk about the good news. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our website, goodnewsinrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show is the market report. Yep. We also have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. The the, uh, AI Oh, It's taken over. It's taken over. I can't wait to tell you. I'm glad he's talking about it because it's so much confusion about that issue. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? Which is do's and don'ts in the mortgage process, but it's a little more detailed this time, Mark, because people are coming to me when it's too late. Um, So we need to get that. We need to get ahead of the game. We also have our question and answer segment, which is, is it better to buy your next home first or sell your existing home before you buy? How do I best estimate moving moving costs? The next question is, I have a paid off house under my name and it's been a few years since I paid it off. Could I ever be considered a first time home buyer again? Next question is, if I find a home that's not for sale, how do I find out if they're interested in selling? That's a good one for you, Mark. Yeah. My neighbor is going to sell his house. How do I get an option to buy first? I don't know, bake cookies maybe? That might help. 
Uh, well, that's that's going to be you knocking <laughs> on all your neighbors' doors. There you go. <laughs> what does MLS mean? Yeah, that's a good one. And Mark, our topic of the day is why do you need to go inside and in the wait? Why do you need to go inside the house and look? Yes, it, it'll make sense. <laughs> okay, but because I couldn't say it, so I'm hoping it, it comes out better. But first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. So you always fail. We had a big discussion, me and Evie, my granddaughter, this weekend about taking chances to be free like that song i wrote and, right. and i just like in the end being a uh you know thinking like that you got to take a chance if you don't take a chance what's your line no chance no no risk no, no risk it, no, no biscuit. biscuit so anyway right. we had this big discussion and they had a discussion in one of evie's classes she's 13 and they were talking about this and evie asked the teacher has she ever taken any chances and the teacher got all upset <laughs> And so Evie said, she must be a high C, high, high. Oh, my she, God. She goes, she must be a high S, high C. She goes, because she lowered my grade because I questioned if she ever took a chance. And she told Evie she's been a teacher for like 29 years. So Evie figured she never's taken any chances. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I might be teaching this girl too much. <laughs> so where are we don't at? stop. So where are we at? All right. Now you got me wanting to go off on a tangent with that. But, Mark, we are up to the market report. All right. So there is the bell. So home sales in Pennsylvania dropped last month. Uh, I'm blaming us a lot on the agents and the lack of knowledge out there. PAR, one of my least favorite groups, the Pennsylvania (laughs) Association of Realtors, they saw a 27% decline in number of sales. This is statewide. Uh, just under 7,000 sales compared to 91 in December. The real estate market traditionally sees fewer sales in the winter months. I don't know why they keep saying that because that I don't see that anymore. The old from Halloween till January 1st. Yeah. That's... Realtors hibernating like a bear. I just don't see that anymore. And we know it's due to a number of reasons, including decline listing inventory, which is an issue. Number like the one I just listed, that quad, it's gone. I added it on the market, what, three days? Tops. Yeah. The number of listings in January was 30,000 statewide, 30,000 down 16% over a year. Number has continued to drop over the past several years. There's currently about 28,000 fewer homes on the market than in January of 2020. This is because the realtors will not pick up their phone and call their database, their friends, and tell them what the hell's going on. It's the best time ever to sell. And it, you know, Mark, and it's still a good time to sell. The rates went down again. They did go down again. And I've been talking to a lot of my realtors, and I have them calling the database. And they have, I think, we I have two people calling their database, and they each, one got two contracts, and the other one got one. Yeah. And the other thousand, you know, are yeah. they just sent out the Philly? The no, they just sent out the Philly schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that and a dollar get you a pretzel. So anyway, so so buyers are on the fence about entering the market. Now it's time to remind them. And how do you remind them? You talk to them. <laughs> Is it? It's a great time to make an investment, build your wealth. 
reassure them that the current interest, why higher, are still very reasonable historically. Historically, 8 to 14%. And we just dropped again. We're down around the sixes. So for those of us who have been in the industry for more than, like maybe more than just a couple of years, we know the interest rates are are not that high. <laughs> for sellers, home prices are remaining steady. Sales prices of homes sold, this is Pennsylvania, uh, 200,000. That's up 2.4% since last, 2.5% over the year. Over the year. So we're not depreciating. We're not going down. We're appreciating and prices are still creeping. Still, there's a strong consumer interest in buying a home. Strategically priced homes are selling fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. If you list it, it's gone. Right. As the trusted real estate professionals, this is our time to shine. This is what Par says. Yeah. Well, Par would have sent an email to all the realtors and say, call five of your damn database every day. Every day. And, may, and maybe something, you'll get some business. And uh, instead of waiting for somebody to call you on your uh, Philly's uh, refrigerator magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're really you, against those calendars. I'm telling you, what the hell do you do? First of all, they're, mag they're magnetic. I know. So you can't have anything magnetic near your phone. So automatically, they're in the trash. <laughs> And the Philly schedule, I just open my Galaxy S20 and go, Philly schedule, thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a very sarcastic mood today. So tell us tell us about the rates. <laughs> All right. So rates right now, Mark, your 30-year fixed, 6.625%. And then we have our 15-year at 6.25%. Your 30-year FHA is at 6.25%. And your 30-year VA is at 6.25%. They're great rates. This is, they're great rates. It's an amazing opportunity. Pay off that credit card debt that just keeps skyrocketing. And you're not gonna, you're never gonna be able to pay it off if you keep making those monthly payments. No, I got I know a guy that got his knee surgery with credit care, <clears throat> and he's never ever ever going to pay that off unless he does a refi. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well give him back his knee. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Hey, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at the end? <laughs> so, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So I got one for you. So this guy moves into a new town, and he goes out to the supermarket, right? And he's walking through the supermarket, and the, as he walks by the cashier on the way in, she goes, yo, she goes, your barracks door is open. Not a phrase that the man was normally used to hearing. He went his way. He's looking puzzled. When he's a bit, he's going shopping, and he comes upon a guy, and some guy goes, yo, your fly's open. So he zips up his fly, he finishes shopping, gets to the, he's going to go to the checkout line, and he intentionally gets in the line where the lady was that told him that his barracks door was open. He was planning to have a little fun with her. So when he reached the counter, he said, when you saw my barracks door open, did you see the soldier in there standing at attention? Uh. And the lady, smarter than the man, thought for a moment and said, no, no, I didn't. All I saw was a disabled vet sitting on two old duffel bags headed for a retirement home. 
That was a really good one. Somebody sent me that, that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank Eric Heyer for that one. <laughs> I really like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> I guess because the woman went back after the guy. Which yeah, she outsmarted, outsmarted him. She did outsmart him. If you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. Very good. So now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the end. Kat Saris from Green Tree Mortgage. And I'm not sure what her topic is. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) The do's and don'ts of mortgage loans. Um, But we're going to take it with a little bit of a twist. I mean, every week. We talk about, you know, getting pre-approved, don't get pre-qualified, especially in this market. You know, the first thing you need to do is gather all your documents so that you're not dealing with any heartbreak, you know, after you put an offer in and then you actually can't buy it because you didn't submit all your documents to the lender. So number one, we're trying to prevent that. And we talk about it every week. The next thing, number two, which has come up a lot. So with everybody having a lot of high interest credit cards, people have been calling saying that they want to refinance their home. It's a good time. And they also want to take advantage, you know, the, where the rates are right now and pay off their credit cards at 22, 23, 29% interest. Mark, the problem is that they're already late on their payment. So yeah. what happened was they started using their credit cards. They get behind. And once you get behind on credit cards, You can never catch up. I mean, it's a vicious circle. And the only way that you can do that is, you know, my part-time job is those 0% um, interest that you pay on credit cards. You know, when you don't have a balance on, they send it to you, they offer it. And sometimes you have up to 24 months to actually have a 0% interest. So you're paying off the credit cards. You're, you know, it's not costing you anything to make that monthly payment. But the problem is, that when people fall behind on their credit card, if you if you're thirty days late on a credit card, how many points do you think you lose? Seventy five, at least. Now, if that happened on two credit cards, if that happened on three credit cards, and people will say, "Well, I've made the payments on time forever. I just got behind." Well, when your credit score drops that drastically, you're no longer qualified to be able to do a refinance on your loan. Yeah, and they always so, say, yeah, but I've been with you for like 20 years. Exactly. And they exactly. go, oh, really? Well, you're 30 days late, too bad. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly right because, you know, and would it be a good, you know, a good idea to refinance and pay off all their credit card debt? Yeah, as long as we can collect the credit cards at closing and shred them because a lot of times the same thing happens over and over again. But my point is, there comes a time where like I, the client that just called me over the weekend that wanted to have that done, I told him, you got to borrow that money. Somebody's got to give you this money to be able to pay your credit cards off. And then you're going to have to wait at least three to four months for those points to come back on to your credit score. Yep. It does not happen overnight. No, credit is really important. You got to keep an eye on that score. Yeah. I mean, credit, credit, your credit or your FICO score determines, you know, what your interest rate is going to be on loans, what your car insurance is going to be, whether you're even going to be able to get insurance. You know, if your credit score is too low, some companies will not give you the information to do that. No. 
right? They won't give you a policy. Excuse me. So before you get behind the eight ball, reach out. Let's get that refinance done before it's too late. Do not miss any payments. We can pay all the credit cards off at the table. That's not an issue. Yeah, but and then the other thing is these people that have no credit, which I think is worse than having bad credit because that means you never even got in the game. Right. That's you never got up to the plate and took a swing. You yeah. sat on a bench. I mean, right. you know, get some kind of credit. Yeah, and even if it's an authorized user from, you know, a relative or starting off with a secured credit card and then maybe getting a finger hut card, but you definitely have to establish credit. You know, people say, well, I have all the money in the bank, you know, to pay off that mortgage or to pay everything off. Well, unfortunately, you need to establish credit. Nobody's going to give you a loan because you don't have a history of paying things back. Yeah, these last buyers I dealt with on uh, selling this quad I had listed, I was telling them how many people rented in Philadelphia. They could not believe that 48% of Philly rents. Well, that's good for them because they're getting a triplex. So, (laughs) yeah. But I mean, right. they, they just didn't know. They had no yeah. clue. Yeah, nobody knows. You know, It's our job to tell them, Mark, every single Saturday at 1 p.m. All right. All right, let's 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 go on to the questions. Oh, well, we got to take a break, I think. Let's take a break. <laughs> so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. Rock and roll. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. I get the battery voice today. You do. It works. So where are we at? So we're up to our question and answer segment. And question number one is, is it better to buy your next home first or sell your existing home before you buy? And how do I estimate moving costs? You got to have a plan. So you get pre-approved with the end and now you got a plan. So now you know what you can afford, but you also, your homes, if it's at your, and you should hire a really good agent and call me. I'll look at your house, make sure that the house is shows well. I'll take a tour. If there's something you really need to do, like redo the kitchen, maybe do a Carbio deal, which was a great segment last week. And I got a bunch of calls about that with uh, Olivia. And then if your house is in great shape, shows right, and now you're totally pre-approved with Deanne and you know what you can afford and what you want to spend a month, then you start looking and you put your house on a market at the same time. That's the way to do it yeah. because you you got to do it all at once. Estimating moving costs, I don't know. It's according to how much stuff you got. Yeah, you got to call like, a mover to, to get an estimate on that. I, but, I mean, you know, that's Mark, usually the least of the worries here. Let's keep in mind, they have to find out if they can qualify having both mortgages. Otherwise, you're going to need to sell that house first. And you can do it on the same day, right? Yeah. You can close on your on your current home in the morning and then close on your new home in the afternoon. But the key to that, if you don't, if you can't hold both mortgages, if you can't get pre-approved that way, then you're going to have to sell your house first. Yeah, and that happens all the time. All the time. The, star, the stars align. You settle on one house at 11 and the other one at one. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. 
the, the stars do align. What's the next one? All right. The next one, if I have a paid off house under my name and it's been a few years since I paid it off, could I ever be considered for a first time home buyer again? And this has been coming up a lot because of all these grants. Yeah. But yeah, the I key, think you had a question like this last week. Yeah, I did. And the bottom line is you would need to sell your current home <clears throat> and then for the first and then wait three years and then you would be considered a first time home buyer. So as long as you haven't owned a home in the past three years, you can be a first time home buyer again. Yeah. Whether it's paid sure. off or not, you're still on deed. Yep. <clears throat> Even if you inherited a home, like let's say, you know, your your parents pass away and you inherit the home and there's no de there's no mortgage because you inherited that home and now you're on deed, you're still con not considered a first-time home buyer. They should change that one cuz that one seems like, you know, they should get cut them a break on that one. Okay, well send so, it send uh, it in, take care of it. Send a letter to Joe. <laughs> All right. If I next question is if I find a home that is not for sale, how do I find out if they're interested in selling? Well, knock, knock, on, knock the on the door. <laughs> yeah, with a big bag of cash and yeah. say, are you interested in selling? Flowers and some cookies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you interested in selling? Because, you know, it's the best. <laughs> and they listen, hopefully they listen to our show and said, do you know it's the best time in history to sell? Because <laughs> uh, I heard that on the radio and uh, you'll probably get it. We could give you a good price on this thing. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know. If they're wondering, there are some houses in some. I, I know there's a couple around in Fox Chase that I never see anybody, and and they seems like they're just sitting there, and they might be just sitting there. Somebody passed away, the families. It's just yeah. the shades are drawn. It's just sitting. You got to do a little due diligence, find yeah. out what's happening. <clears throat> and the All other right. thing, like when somebody called me because it was an expired listing, the fact that they called me and said, "Would you sell your house?" and I said, "Yes." So if you don't ask, the answer is no. All right. All right. Question number four. My neighbor is going to sell his house. How do I get an option to buy first? You go call, knock on Deanne's door. <laughs> 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 she, she probably even write the contract for you. <laughs> right. No, yes, I, I mean, if you think they're going to sell, approach them, get an agent and jump, get be first one in. In this market, that house, if it shows right and it's priced right, it's going to go with probably within a week. Like, I was surprised that quad. There's not that many quads. I, I'm i concerned about the appraisal on this thing because there's a, not a quad. I had a couple triplexes, but there's no quad within, within four miles of this house. Bunch of triplexes, but no quads. So on that, that appraiser, I'm going to have to like have a little conversation with him because, you know, they can go three miles and back a year, according yeah. to law, but yep. they don't like to do that. But on a unique property, they got to do what they got to do. And if they can only have triplexes, they got to just figure what another unit would be worth. But on this thing, I, you know, I would have either you knock on the door, tell them you're interested and then hire a real estate agent and tell them to write up the deal. Agreed. And it's good to have somebody in the neighborhood. I mean, that goes a long way too. I've done that before. I've had people call me up and say, my neighbor wants to sell their house and uh, they didn't do anything. They didn't put a sign out long, but they told us, uh, what should I do? And I said, I'll stop and talk yeah. to them. 
It's just like a for sale by right. owner. All right, question uh, number five. What does MLS mean? About uh, $500 a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the multiple listing service. And agents, That's this is one of the reasons to have a real estate license, especially if you're an investor or a college student. Rather than wait tables, get a real estate license. You can make some good money. You're off all summer. But the MOS stands for the multiple listing service, and only people that have access to it are people with real estate licenses. So we pay a fee, and that gives us access to all this information. That's why a lot of investors, like there's an investor brokerage that I help coach, and all of their agents, they're real estate agents because they have a license, but they're not typical real estate agents. They don't run around showing houses. They're all investors. But because they have a license, they get access to the multiple listing service. They get access to CoStar, LoopNet, to commercial sites. And I had one, I, I had a talk with one yesterday. She's an investor. She called me about getting a license. And what's the benefit? And that's one of the big benefits. You're not counting on some real estate agent that's, you know, so busy. They're always so busy. Right. Like, keeping an eye out for you know what i used to do when i was looking for a flip i used to go into zip codes and just put the zip code and bring up everything active and and then it gives you a list of everything that's active and then i would sort it lowest first and then i would look at them really low ones like why are they so low and then sometimes they were just low because some buddy that didn't know what they were doing some agent they said uh uh, I ju we just want to get out of here. It's not about money. We just want to roll. I bought a couple investment pieces like that. And they priced it really, really low. And then as you, because you got a license and access to the MOS fee, you see this thing and you buy yeah. it. I remember I saw, I bought one for 100 that was worth two something and there was nothing wrong with it. The guy just was his his. Somebody had passed up here. He was moving back to Georgia. It wasn't about money. He would just want to get get out as soon as possible. So I I offered him a hundred. He said fine. I think I had it for less than thirty days. <laughs> Jeez. So that's what it means. MOS multiple listing service. All right. All right. So Mark, coming up next is going to be our topic of the day: why you need to go inside the house and look. Yeah. And I'll try to make it interesting. So anyway, <laughs> with that, <laughs> you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Good News and Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is why you need to go inside the house and look. Yes. And Abraham Lincoln said, the strength of the nation lies in the homes of its people. Oh, so everybody in Philly should buy a house. <laughs> The 48% of you renters. So anyway, why do you need to go inside the house and look? 
because we understand that most of the consumers, when they first shop for anything, they try to avoid salespeople. So what do they do? They want to browse no matter what on this. So they go, you know, 95% of them go online and look at all the sites, Zillow and Trulio and Realtor.com and Redfin, the whole list, which they don't know that realtors are paying for by zip code, which is, I hate because I list the house and somebody's little head shows up next to my listing. <laughs> but and anyway, in real estate, the consumer should realize that in the industry, the agent's job is shifted from from being a salesperson to you're basically a consultant. Most people are searching online and, and they're seeing some things they're interested in. And if they buy one, the agent's not selling them. They're consulting to the end. It's, you know, it's easy for a consumer to go online and see 90% of the inventory available. But what they really need a realtor for is consulting throughout the whole transaction process, which can be a little complicated. Those contracts got to hold up in court. One mistake I see that most consumers and untrained agents make is depending on all that information in the MLS, the multiple listing service and all the sites that how what happens when an agent lists a house and puts it in the MOS, it goes through a hub and it goes out to all these sites, Zillow, Trulio, Redfin, Realtor.com. There's a bunch of them. And they all go out to the, all these sites. And then in general, when the agent lists the property, they input all that information into the MOS. And that links to the other site and upload the information automatically and daily. Now, some agents are very talented writers and some are good photographers, but the majority <laughs> are not. <laughs> I love the ones that you go in and there's 20 pictures of the house, but they, as they were leaving, they forgot to take the one of what the house looked like. <laughs> oh, my God. I see that one a lot. So when a consumer goes online, the information is only as good as the agent inputting it. This is why you want to go in. Right. I know uh, I'm not a great photographer. I don't do things that I'm not good at. I And if I have a high-end listing, I'm going to hire somebody to take the great photos, you know? But like something on my quad, I took a few pictures of the outside. I knew that was going to be enough because there's no quads for sale and everybody showed up. But I bet most of them use their cell phones and some of them, they could spot, they could at least slow the car down as they took the picture. <laughs> and secondly, those flowery descriptions, you know, oh, it's all, you know, blah, 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 you know. Most of them are written by creative, you know, they're not, they're not the creative writers, they're realtors. Right. <clears throat> so. You just got to make sure you keep your finger off the lens if you're using a phone. Yeah. Yeah. And try to at least slow down. The best advice I can give realtors and consumers is to do a good deeds analysis with your agent, figure out what you really need in a home, where the home needs to be in the style of the home. After doing all that, have agents set up the showings for you and, that meet that criteria, then go and look inside. I'll give you an example. A few years ago, I had a buyer who I was showing homes to, right? And I did a buyer's needs analysis with him. I always do them. I always have a meeting with my buyers before I go out showing houses. That's not what most agents do. Most agents, they meet that buyer for the first time at the house. Right. A lot of them do that. I don't do that. I do a buyer needs analysis and I ask them one question. What's the most important thing that we need to talk about? And then I shut up and they tell me everything. And they tell me what they're looking for, what it looks like, they what they need, what they definitely have to have. And then I ask them another question. Tell me what this house would look like 
and they look at one another. They take, take a moment and they describe what they're looking for. So now when I go in the MOS, I know what I'm looking for. That's not the typical agent. Yeah, it's not. So after a month later, they're sitting at, uh, with this one deal I did. So anyway, I, when we looked at the pictures, we went, they fell in love with this house. They loved it. We write the deal up. Seller was there. I asked the seller a bunch of questions, which you're allowed to do. I even asked him about the price. And he goes, yeah, I, I, I have some room. So and and then sometimes the sellers tell you more than you want to know. Sure. Yeah, everything's great except you know that one leak up in that back bedroom. Oh man. my it, god! I just you know. And you have to disclose that. And you have to be a buyer agent. If you're not a buyer agent and have a contract, you're representing that seller, and you could end up buying that house. Another big mistake agents make. So anyway, so my my buyer, he's my buyer. I signed a buyer's agency contract with him. So we're at the settlement table and I got my folder out from the, when I originally wrote the contract and I show him the MOS sheet that I printed out and he looks at the pictures and he reads the description. He turns to me, he says, if you would have emailed that to me or showed me this, I would have told you to forget it. He goes, I would have knocked it right off the list. So, so if I would have emailed him that we would have never even looked at that property. So you know, if you have an agent that just keeps emailing you list, you need a new agent. This happens a lot with sellers. And their house is listed. Some agents are just emailing lists and tell them to call them when they see one. That's not the job. Now, because you're their agent, you signed a contract. Now, our virtual tours, professional photographers, they have great pictures on the net. And you can get a pretty good idea what the house looks like. That That's the minority of the listings. Most of these are like, Realtors zooming around, click, 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 click on their cell phones. My advice to buyers is not just ride around and look at the outside. Eliminate a bunch from just looking at pictures. And I bet a bunch of realtors would eliminate also based on the pictures and descriptions because they're looking at the same thing. Yeah. So if they have a the terrible pictures of a house, like the one I just joked about, I was looking for a house for some buyers, and there was pictures of every room except outside. No front of the house, no yard, no sides of the house. So I don't even know what this house looked like. Right. <laughs> no. So my whole point of that whole thing was, you know, it's fine to go online and 95% of buyers start out like that. But then hire an agent and tell them what you're looking for and where. Yeah. And 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 don't go by the photos. Don't go by the photos. You know, I've been disappointed. A lot. Most so many most times. agents are not going in there with the wide angle thing and capturing the whole room. Right. You know the thumb over. You see their thumb a little bit on the one picture. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just some advice for agents and buyers. Good advice, Mark. All right. All right. So coming up next is our business segment with Asking Dr. A. And the topic is a continuation of AI. And that's not Alan Iverson. Hey, Dr. Abelson, how are you? I'm doing marvelous. How are you guys doing? We're good. Very well. Thank you. And this you. topic, AI, it's like everybody's talking about it. And, and But I, I guarantee you, most people don't understand. what I think there's a perception out there already that there's going to be a button they hit and everything's going to get done for them. Well, let me, let me tell you what's going on in the black box. All right. Uh, because of the speed that they're able to do the calculations anymore. Uh, what, what's basically happening is they're creating all these algorithms or all these, you know, systems or processes within the computer 
to do different things. All right. And, you know, it started with with Siri and, and, and those other aspects, because, again, uh, you can make the calculation so quickly. I mean, these computers are so quick anymore. It, it's 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 almost to the, uh, you know, to the speed in some cases faster than the human brain can think. Uh, so uh, so what happens is they're, they're doing all these types of things and they can create different aspects. But all it really is, is somebody creating algorithms within the computer that do certain things. All right. Uh, so it, it's limited to the extent that we're limited by what computers can do at this point. The other thing that I'm seeing is like uh, with in the real estate industry and a couple other industries like lead generation, they're making it sound like this thing's going to do the lead generation for you. But in actuality, what it's going to do for you is if, say, you're somebody that makes a certain amount of phone calls every day, you make 10 calls every day to your database, it'll it'll put that together for you, but you still got to make the damn phone call. Well, it's it's interesting to have all these bots now, you know, that, that do different things. And, and and I remember, and it's, I hear these advertisements all the time with, the, with this telephone service, you know, that basically makes... Uh, you know, make uh, teases this notion of having a bot instead of a human being, right? So to the extent to which the computer can mirror, right, or match or make it look like a human being is to the extent that these things can be done. But but the, but to the extent that the algorithm isn't already calculated, you know, into the equation, so to speak, of, of how the computer responds and deals with things is the extent to which it, it can't be done. So, but, but we do have bots now where what happens is they make all these calls, you know, but people don't like that uh, and, uh, and wow. they respond in a negative way to it. So they're, they're, they're And I, I, I hate the ones that somebody will go, hi, Mark, and I'll go, how you doing? And then I don't realize it, it's a computer call right. and they right. got me on that first line because I'm ready to talk to a human and it's not a human. Right. And, and then I click right off. Yes. Yes. You know, so and, and it's it's actually getting to the point now where where if it's not in your telephone, you know, if it's not in your uh, your iPhone or into your Samsung or whatever kind of phone you have, um, what happens is it, it comes up as spam. So what do people do? They just ignore it. All right. Uh, so so th- those things will, you know, continue to happen. And the more you rely on computer, it's interesting. I'm, I'm waiting to see hopefully it'll be around when this happens in 20 years from now, when people don't know how to interact with each other because they're so used to texting and there's no emotion. It's happening now in the relationship uh, because it's all this digital stuff. It's happening so now. What, what we're experiencing right now. It's basically, yeah, it's, it's definitely happening. Hey, when, when I was teaching at A&M uh, and, and I left A&M 12 years ago now. When I was teaching at A&M uh, 15 years ago, you know, students were breaking up yeah. with each other that had been dating for years by saying, I'm done with you. Yep. Bye, you know, in a text. And that was that's how they communicated. Well, I can't wait to see what happens, you know, when when they're sure. trying to interact you know, with their children who they can't do that with through just the computer. So anyhow, if you want more questions or if you need some help with this, uh, also, uh, if you're interested in any of our assessments, because we now offer a license for our assessments, contact us at contact me personally at dr period a at ableson.net a-b-e-l-s-o-n.net and i'd love to talk with you more i think next week we should talk about some of the dangers of of relying on all of this sure sounds good all right all right perfect all right. Thank thanks you, dr. dr abelson all right you can email your questions to mark at 8029 at comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501 you can also email me at dn 
katsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. A special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air all these years here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We hope you tune in every Saturday. Go to our website. We'll keep you informed. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, positive all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of their past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.